Welcome to Dodgers Daily. I'm Casey Porter. I'm so glad that you decided to tune in. Boy, it wasn't last night disappointing. The Dodgers had everything right there in front of them and just simply could not play enough offense to win the game last night. And so now the Padres have a 2-1 to series lead in the 2022 National League Divisional Series. And in this episode, we're going to break it all down. But before we get into it too much, just a reminder, if you like this video, if you like this kind of content, go ahead and click that like button, leave a comment, tell all your friends about Dodgers Daily, and share this video so we can keep growing at Dodgers Daily and keep providing you content like this in the future, okay? Like we said last night, very disappointing. The thing that was very disappointing about it was you had a pitcher on the mound of Blake Snell that threw a ton of four-seam fastballs. The Dodgers usually hit the fastball very well. They did not last night. And so now you're simply put down in the series two to one. Your backs are against the wall. We're going to break down the matchups and try to figure out how the Dodgers are going to win the next two games. So what you have to do, you got to get gritty. You got to pull yourself up by the boots straps and you got to get tough and figure out how to win the next two games and that starts with beating Joe Musgrove tonight inside a Petco Park at 6:37 p.m. Pacific. So with that let's not waste more time, let's get right to it and let's talk Dodgers baseball. Joe Musgrove's going to get the ball tonight for the Padres, and he is 0-6. Check that out. Against the Dodgers for a lifetime career with an ERA of 4.040. He has 50 strikeouts and 49 innings against the Dodgers. He's given up 46 hits in his 49 innings against Los Angeles, and he has a strikeout-to-walk ratio of a little over 2-1, to which isn't terrible, but it's also not great. Musgrove is different than Blake Snell. What was so disappointing about last night is the Dodgers had a good matchup in the sense that Snell was throwing a whole bunch of four-seen fastballs, a pitch that the Dodgers usually hit very, very well. They just were not able to catch up with it last night. And like I said, the Dodgers usually, that's a matchup that favors them. It did not, but it is going to be different tonight. Musgrove is going to be more like you Darvish in the sense that he has six pitches and he is very, very unpredictable in terms of which pitch he's going to throw at any given time. His slider and his four-seam are his two favorite pitches, but check this out. He throws them less than a quarter of the time, each of them. So like I said, very unpredictable. Even his favorite pitches, he throws less than a quarter of the time. So hitters, the Dodgers hitters, will not be able to sit on one pitch like they were able to last night. They should have sat on the four-seam fastball. Uh, Blake Snell hit it last night, but the Dodgers will not be able to sit on a single given pitch tonight. His next two favorite pitches, Musgrove, are his cutter and his curveball, and he throws them a less than a, than 20% of the time. So he sprinkles in also a handful or two of two-seam sinkers and then a couple of change-ups each game. But those aren't his go-to pitches. He's going to throw mostly slider fastballs, and then he's going to move on to his cutter and his curveball that you've seen in this video, and he's going to be very unpredictable. And the thing that when he's going good that has made him good is that he simply is a strike thrower. He's been a strike thrower this year. He's averaged only about two walks per nine innings. And then when you look at his top three pitches, it's fastball, cutter, and slider. He has thrown all of them for a strike better than 50% of the time. So he throws his top three pitches for a strike more than half the time. And his fourth pitch, his curveball, lands in the zone real close to 50% of the time. So he is going to force the Dodgers to swing. He's going to force the Dodgers to hit their way on base. He's going to force the Dodgers to hit their way into runs. And I know Dave Roberts said last night that the Dodgers need to grind pitch counts and get into 
the bullpen, the bullpen, and I love Dave Roberts, but let me assure you, that is 100% completely and totally incorrect. The game plan tonight cannot be to take pitches because if you do, Joe Musgrove is a strike thrower. The Dodgers, there's that good two-seam sinker. The Dodgers are going to be behind the count, and then he's able to be he's going to be able to uh, to use Joe Musgrove is all of his six-pitch arsenal and throw a lot of junk and keep the Dodgers off balance. And again, the Dodgers have not scored off of the Padres bullpen. So why in the world would you want to set up a game plan where the game plan is to be patient to get to a bullpen that you haven't touched yet? That just simply is not the game plan tonight. The game plan tonight has to be to be aggressive early, swing at a lot of those strikes that Joe Musgrove is scoring and get an early lead because those strikes that he's going to throw tonight, although he does throw a lot of strikes, they're going to be very hittable. You know, his hard hit rate is somewhere around 50% on most of those pitches. So those pitches that land in the zone like that one right there, you saw that slider, that's a very hittable pitch. Don't swing at that one. Swing at the one before. If you if the Dodgers, like the, Trey Turner had in a bat like that last night where he chased the slider and curveball out of the zone. If the Dodgers make Musgrove get in the zone, and then when he is, no matter what pitch it is, get aggressive at pitches in the zone, they will have success. We're going to break down all the matchups here in a minute. The Dodgers hitters up and down the lineup have had success against, uh, against Musgrove. So the game plan has to be be aggressive early, build a lead, because the Dodgers, like game one, want to have a lead. They need to have a lead. They might have to have a lead by the time the game gets turned over to the Padres' bullpen. So, again, game plan. Aggressive against strikes early in the game. Get a lot of hits. Build a lead. Get that lead before the game's turned over to the Padres' bullpen. So, we're going to go ahead and break down now all the matchups of the Dodgers' hitters individually against Joe Musgrove. So, here it is. As you can see, look at all these matchups. Mookie Betts, 417. Freddie Freeman, 381. Justin Turner, 429. Max Muncy, 429. So, you have three guys in tonight's lineup. A third of your lineup tonight is going to have a lifetime batting average over 400 against Joe Musgrove. And then you're going to have a fourth in Freddie Freeman, who we know how fantastic he is. That is almost at 400. So, almost half of your lineup has a batting average that is either over 400 or really close to it. That's almost half your lineup. So like I said, the Dodgers, simply put, they need to be aggressive early against all the strikes that Joe Musgrove is going to throw. They have the hitters. They have the matchups to get it done, to get that early lead, and hopefully have, uh, you know, if not if not just a lead, maybe a substantial lead by the time that the Padres bring their bullpen arms in that the Dodgers have not scored on. So that's batting average. Let's look at the on, the on-base plus slugging, the OPS. Look at this, 1083 for Betts, 1099 for Freeman, 1571 for Justin Turner, 1285 for Max Muncy. So again, almost half your lineup is going to have an OPS tonight that is over 1,000. So I'm going to say it again. The Dodgers have the matchups. Joe Musgrove is a strike thrower anyways. The Dodgers need to be aggressive against all the strikes that he throws early in the game. They need to do that, and they need to ride that to an early lead, and then they need to cruise into it once the bullpens enter. The Dodgers' bullpen has been very good. So in my opinion, that's the game plan. You take all these great matchups that the Dodgers have against Joe Musgrove, you take all the strikes he's going to throw, and you get aggressive against him. You score three, four, five runs early in the game. You have a good lead going in to the middle to the later half of the game by the time the, the Padres' bullpen enters. And, you know, I think that's the blueprint just like you saw in game one. So let's go ahead and move on and let's talk about Tyler Anderson, what he brings to the table tonight, and how he has done against the Padres. 
When Tyler Anderson takes the mound for the Dodgers, it will be the first time in the postseason that he's done it in blue. And he is tasked with stopping a whole lot of momentum that the Padres have gained, both by beating the Mets in the wild card series and then now beating the Dodgers in the last two games and then playing in front of a home crowd in San Diego that is just absolutely juiced up. So he's going to have a lot of elements to fight tonight, but he's going to have a lot of confidence to do it, to do it with. He has a lifetime ERA against the Padres of 2.36. So like I said, he has had a lot of success both against the Padres as a whole and the hitters that the Padres will have in their lineup. He has 67 strikeouts while giving up 72 hits in 87.2 innings in his career against San Diego. He's given up just three earned runs in his 24 innings this year against San Diego. So the matchups not only for a lifetime, but for 2022 against this specific lineup against the Padres, he has been very good as well with just giving up just three earned runs in 24 innings. So he's had success in this series, and he's going to need to come up big tonight for the Dodgers to stem the tide, to turn the tide of all that momentum, get it back to game five in Dodger Stadium with Julio Garrias on the bump, which would squarely favor the Dodgers. Anderson, much like, you know, this is going to be a fun matchup to watch because, you know, with all the modern-day analytics, you see these guys all trying to throw as hard as they can, and they have the four seams that ride up in the zone, and everything's about power. We have two pitchers tonight that like to pitch. They like to locate. They have a whole bunch of pitches. They change speeds. They throw different pitches, just like Joe Musgrove. Anderson will bring a whole big old bag with him to the mound of a pitch mix. He has five pitches, and just like Musgrove, He's very balanced between his fastball and off-speed. Now, here's what makes Tyler Anderson so good. He is balanced between fastball and off-speed, so he changes speeds. And then he's also very balanced as far as which off-speed pitches he throws. Now, check this out. He throws his his changeup and his curveball the exact same amount of time, 32%. So not only does he change speeds between fastball and off-speed, he also changes which off-speed pitches he throws at quite a large interval. So that's why he is so good. He's so unpredictable, not only in the speed category of it, but as far as the shape goes, because his changeup has a different shape than his curveball, obviously. So he just keeps hitters off balance. Hopefully he'll continue to do that tonight. He'll then also throw about oh, 20, 25 cutters tonight if he gets to 100 pitches. About a quarter of the time he'll throw a cutter, and then he'll sprinkle in a handful of two-seam sinkers, which he doesn't need a whole lot because he has the changeup, he has the cutter, so he already has those two kinds of shapes that the changeup give him, so he doesn't have to throw the changeup uh, a whole lot. He'll sprinkle in a few of those, but but um, like I said, uh, he is a master, a master at changing. I, I said changeup, I meant sinkers. He throws a changeup quite a bit. It's a sinker he doesn't throw quite as much. So hopefully, having said all that, he's the master of changing speeds, and here's another deal. You know, I think the atmosphere that that's going to take place in San Diego tonight, the way that Tyler Anderson pitches, if he's throwing strikes, I think that atmosphere has a chance to work against San Diego because they're going to have a whole lot of adrenaline. Look at that pitch, 81 right there. The way he pulls the string, the way he changes speeds, and the way that he changes the secondary pitches that he throws, I think he's he is the type of pitcher that could use that environment against the Padres because they're going to have a lot of energy, they're going to be geared up, and he's going to pull the string on them. So, you know, the kryptonite to having too much adrenaline is a pitcher that's just simply just flipping it up there and throwing it 81-82 and changing speeds and keeping you off balance. So I think that's a matchup 
where Tyler Anderson has a very good chance to use all of that adrenaline and the energy and the atmosphere against the Padres and allow him to have even more success than he normally does and what the numbers would suggest he would. So let's go ahead and get to how Tyler Anderson, we've talked about the type of pitcher he is, lifetime, how he's done against the Padres as a whole. Let's go ahead and break down how he's done against the individual hitters in the Padres lineup. So unlike against the Dodgers against Musgrove, look at the numbers here for the Padres against Tyler Anderson. Jerickson Profar, who was a leadoff hitter last night. Now, I do think Sung Kim will move back the leadoff spot again tonight just simply because he was 417 against Anderson for a career. And I think Profar moved up because he was a good matchup against Gonsolin. So I think you're going to see Kim in the leadoff spot again tonight. But if you look at this, he's really the only Padre that's had any kind of success at all against Tyler Anderson. I guess Austin Nola has been okay against Anderson, but just go down and look down the matchups. I mean, you have one, two, three, four. You're going to have four guys almost half the lineup for the Padres tonight, whereas half the lineup for the Dodgers was almost half the lineup was hitting over 400. You're going to have almost half the lineup for the Padres that's hitting under 200 against Anderson. Then you're going to have you know another guy here in Juan Soto that's 214, and Will Myers that's at 208, and Trent Grisham that's at 222. So Again, this matchup heavily favors Tyler Anderson. I think the atmosphere actually favors Anderson because the type of pitcher he is will actually pull the string on all the adrenaline that the Padres are going to have. And so if you look at OPS as well, I mean, just 501 for Profar. So you don't have anybody over 834. That's Haysung Kim. And again, he has been good against against uh, Tyler Anderson in his career, so don't let him beat you tonight. But other than that, I mean, the OPS numbers aren't good. The averages aren't good. So this is a matchup. If you look at I mean, the Dodgers are, are easily the favorite to win this game. They will be the favorites in game five. So no time to panic. You just simply got to, you got like I said, you got to pull your boot, bootstraps up. You got to be gritty. You got to be tough. And hopefully the odds will take one out. Of course, the Dodgers, like we said, have not played good offense. The bullpen has been good. Other than Tony Gonsolin, the starting pitching has been pretty good. I mean, I don't think I don't think Clayton Kershaw would tell you he was great or anything in his game two start. So, you know, not everything's played out like it should have on paper. But if you just look at the matchups and the odds, the Dodgers still should win this series. And tonight, honestly, if the Dodgers play to their capabilities with all the matchup advantages they have, this should be a game that they win 6-2, 7-2. Maybe six to one, maybe seven to one, something like that. But again, like I said, the Dodgers have not been playing great offense lately, so who knows? They may go out and, and throw up another zero and the Padres may move on. But like I said, if the Dodgers play their their potential, if the numbers bear out the way that they always have been in the past, which you know they're they're odds for a reason, and that's because that's what happens most of the time. If all of that happens, then the Dodgers, this should be a win for them, and it should be relatively stress-free. So let's all Hope that that happens tonight and the Dodgers win and move this thing, like I said, back to game five in Los Angeles with Julio Urias on the bump, which would squarely be an advantage for the Dodgers. So there you have it. There is your breakdown of game three and your review of game three of the National League Divisional Series and your breakdown of all of the matchups for game four tonight, 637 inside Petco Park in San Diego. It's Anderson for the Dodgers. It is Musgrove 
for the Padres, so it promises to be epic. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I also hope that you tune in tomorrow. Hopefully tomorrow we're talking about a big Game 4 win, and we're setting up Game 5, which would be inside of Dodger Stadium with Julio Urias on the bump. Hopefully we're talking about that in tomorrow's episode, so I hope that you tune in tomorrow, and I also hope that you visit DodgersDaily.net. That's DodgersDaily.net, and I hope that you visit Dodgers Daily on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, and I also hope that you become a subscriber to our podcast on your podcast streaming service of your choice. That podcast is called Dodgers Daily as well. As always, hey, before we go, I would like to remind you again, if you like this video, go ahead and click that like button, leave a comment, tell all your friends about Dodgers Daily, and share this video so Dodgers Daily can keep growing and we can keep providing you content like this in the future. As always, thanks for tuning in, and let's give a big go Dodgers. It is a huge game tonight.